Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Culture Cast. I'm Chris Stashu, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, a Loreline to my Valyrian, Mr. Oh, Eric Ness. No. Oh, God. You know what? I think, actually, I'm way... I should be flattered by that, because if... <laughs> actually, that's a, that's, that's a completely unfair comparison, because you and I actually have chemistry against one another. They did not. <laughs> Uh, they did not uh, at all. Uh, you're more like the Maurice to my Caesar. I definitely do not have the awesome eyebrows of uh, Cara Delevingne. So I don't know. You mean that's all she is? She's really good looking eyebrows. If you can't guess already, we're going to be talking about Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And we're also going to talk a little bit about War for the Planet of the Apes because we missed talking about that one last week. So let's get right into it. Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets, directed by Luke, the legendary director, Luke Basson. Uh, it came out July 21st, 2017. It is based off of the French comic series Valyrian and Loreline that was written by Pierre Christian in 1967. Stars Dane Dahan and Cara Delevingne, along with some bit players, Clive Owen, Rihanna, Ethan Hawke, Herbie Hancock, of all people. Yeah, that was actually awesome. <laughs> the IMDb synopsis for the film is a dark force threatens Alpha, a vast metropolis and home to species from a thousand planets. Special operatives Valerian and Loreline must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha, but the future of the universe. This mission is a simple in and out. Agent Valerian, you'll be running solo. I only work with my partner. Hi. We're a team. Let's go. Running nearly 20 minutes late. Yeah, well, time flies when you're having fun. Welcome to Alpha. The city of a thousand planets. 
where for hundreds of years, every species has shared their knowledge and their intelligence with each other. It's paradise. After centuries of peace and prosperity, an unknown force wants to destroy all we have created. Agents Valerian and Laureline, you have less than 10 hours to find the threat and eliminate it. Let's get to work. universes after us we need the two of you to be the guardians of our future you sure you know what you're doing valerian trust me how much time left Our destiny is in your hands. I taught him how to do that. Eric, I know you were super pumped for this film. You really like The Fifth Element. I have a lot of reservations about The Fifth Element. And this is probably... A, is this the first Luc Besson film you've seen in theaters? Um, yes. I don't... Yeah, I didn't see The Fifth Element when it came out in theaters. I saw it on video afterwards. Um, so, yeah, the last movie he did was Lucy, I think. And I didn't see that at all, so... So with that in mind, what do you think of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? Does it live up to the legendary moniker that has been given to mr luke Besson. um visually and from like a movie going experience it was like one of the it, it was definitely a really really cool and one of the most interesting and like fun to look at movies that i have ever seen like when people went to see avatar and they were like holy shit this is amazing it's like that only actually good um, you mean visually good uh, yeah visually good uh, this movie has so much shit going on and it's visually so stunning it's like i don't know it, it's it's definitely we're, we're gonna we're gonna compare this movie a lot i think to movies like the fifth element and stuff oh i'm not gonna compare this to the fifth element i would compare this to avatar that's the most apt comparison i can think of but yeah i mean this movie yeah. is really bad I got to give Luc Besson credit, right? Because The Fifth Element was inspired by Valerian and Loreline. I mean, the look of the comic is very similar to The Fifth Element. Yeah. I can give him credit for, like, essentially making his own world, and now he's adapting a comic book that, by all, for all intents and purposes, is practically unfilmable. I mean, it's a massive undertaking. And, like, yeah. you got to give him credit for doing it, but th this film is not good. There is so much stilted dialogue Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne have zero chemistry. Zero. Uh, here's for how amazing and how visually stunning and how even 
10 years ago, this movie would have been impossible to do like at this level and at this caliber, um, like the world building and the creature design and, uh, you know, probably years and years of prep to like make this movie look and feel the way that it does. Um, because to me, this movie feels like a real universe, like a complete thought. It's not like a weird mishmash thrown together like, oh, let's just have this and that and the no, other thing. See, it's like to me, it feels like a weird mishmash. I mean, let's let's compare this to War for the Planet of the Apes, right? A film that has been world building for three films. It has been building right. off of our our current universe, right? Our reality. And essentially it's skewed it into this, you know, this this horrible virus gone wrong that kills like 90% of the human race. Right. But for all intents and purposes, the world that they have built, or at least the slice of this world that they've shown us in the Planet of the Apes franchise, even through war, is a very small picture of what's happening. Right, We're only right. following this like relatively small group of apes as they sort of like create their own society. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, then, but you compare it to a film like Valerian that literally can't it's like a film that has eight. ADHD. It can't focus on one thing longer than like three to four minutes. It's, I mean, at one point you have Ethan Hawke as a pimp. And then another point, you have Rihanna as like a blue Mr. Bubbles, like weird, like flubber, blue flubber monster. It's just, the film is all over the place. Just like for me, the fifth element was, it's all over the place. There's no focus in this film. It's just like, and I love that. It's like a fucking pinball machine, man. If you don't know how to play pinball, it's just the ball going all over the place with no purpose. There's no purpose in this film. And then when the, when you kind of, I don't know, when the, when you find out what the MacGuffin ends up being, because there's a massive MacGuffin in this film, uh, you're just like, that was, this is it? Like, that's all this, this film is? And it's just, it's really disappointing. On to, but I mean, like, it's a two, almost two and a half hour film. And it takes forever to get going. The action scenes are, they range from like mildly inspired to generic run of the mill. If you've seen the trailer, you've seen some of the more interesting parts of this film too, on top of everything else. But I mean, yeah, I mean that's... We've, we've talked about that symptomatic problem Ugh. before. Yeah, but that's, that's like every movie now that has comes out is god i wish i didn't watch any of the trailers too bad the trailer is what got me into the theater and then like it also showed me all the cool parts of the movie before i even paid to go see it but uh, i love the fifth element and the fifth element has like this i don't know it has this like really zany like pulpy quality to it that this movie totally has too but i almost feel like it had one foot in this world of like movies like the fifth element and movies like uh starship troopers and um, things like that, where it's like this really weird, pulpy, kind of campy movie um, that both of those movies were super underappreciated when they came out. And then years afterwards have sort of become these like cult, you know, things that people are in love with. Like, I love both of those movies. And I feel like this movie is probably going to end up being one of those like there's I think there's going to be people who are going to rabidly love this movie and 
turn it or, you know, at least in some small way into this like sort of culty uh, thing. And I honestly think that this film and you know, I don't like the fifth element. I, oh, yeah. This film is worse than The Fifth Element. Like, I would rather watch The Fifth Element than this film. This yeah, film I, is, I agree. This film is so such a rough watch. Because I if, agree. You, if you can't keep up with what's going on, you're going to be lost. And the film doesn't do a very good job of, you know, explaining anything. No. It, it, it throws you into this world and expects you to kind of enjoy the ride. But the problem yeah. really is, like, if you have no leads to get attached to, who cares what's happening in yeah the film. that's and that's the big that's the biggest problem with this movie is the casting is just the two main characters because the whole movie is based around these two people um they really kind of screwed up the two people that they picked um and i get it like you want to have you know young beautiful people in the movie and everything honestly i thought cara delavine did a serviceable job in comparison to dane dehan who he he is literally no exaggeration. He is this generation's Keanu Reeves with none of the upside. Keanu That's... Reeves, like, he kind of, you know, he kind of has this kind of had early on after he kind of came out of the comedy Bill and Ted phase. He kind of had this, like, weird aloofness for a while. And Dane DeHaan has that, like, aloof quality to his acting. Yeah. But, like, Dane, I can picture Dane DeHaan doing that line from uh, The Matrix I know Kung Fu. Like every, but... <laughs> every time he delivered a line in Valerian, I looked over at my buddy who I went to see the film with and I just look at it and be like, Ugh. like that's like, yeah. that's like the noise. Like it's like, Loreline, I love you. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's like oh, a it's weird. Like, oh, it makes my, it made me want to just like shake my head and wonder to myself, did Luke Basson care that these people like were throwing in these performances that seemed like they didn't even seem like they wanted to be there and this yeah. is the lead of your film who is mentioned in the title of the film and he's just you know going through the motions lower line i love you will you be my wife like that's his performance in a nutshell is every line is delivered like a, I don't know, like a Venice Beach stoner. Yeah. But like with, um, no, with none of the enthusiasm that a Venice Beach stoner may have. Yeah, his, uh, we'll call it his interpretation of the material and of the character is um, a little bit lackluster. I, I think this movie would have benefited insanely from different casting. Uh, I think if I think if you cast two actors who can play those characters better and play off of each other better, um, this movie is, I mean, this movie could easily be one of the better movies I've seen. But without that, you just have like these two characters who like don't really work but like everything going on like around them is like really cool to watch and the action sequences are great and the set pieces are amazing and fantastic um i mean even things like the sound design are freaking awesome uh, but the your two main characters i can even forgive like the serviceable story because it's pretty i mean it's pretty straightforward you, you're not like there's no crazy, weird, um, you know, unexpected twist. Like, you know, you can kind of call the ending of this movie from like a mile away. Uh, but I don't know. No, I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. But what I do have a problem is your movie is called Valerian and your actor who's playing Valerian is not doing a very good job. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I went and saw this movie today. And you happen to 
text me during the movie and I responded to you, which I never do when I'm in a movie. Um, I don't know. I I walked into this movie kind of hearing a lot of people shit on it. And so I was like, oh, bummer. This isn't going to be as good as I wanted it to be. And so I walked in and there's all this amazing shit that happens, you know, in the beginning of the movie. And they set up with all this action and like really cool shit. And then like partway through the movie, I started to get bored and, you know, all the beautiful stuff kind of gets lost. You know, it it, it just kind of becomes like a blur. I mean, a, f- a film cannot and will never be able to live on visuals alone. Yeah, it, it just becomes like this, um, like amazing visual sequence after amazing visual sequence type of thing, like um, for the entire movie. But then I don't know, man, somehow by the end of this movie, I so like in the beginning of this movie, when I went and saw it, I wanted to like it, but I heard that it was bad. And so I was a little disappointed before I even sat down. Um, And then in the beginning of the movie, I was like, all right, this isn't so bad. About halfway through, I was like, nah, this is really bad. I'm not into this. But then somehow by the end of the movie, I I kind of liked it like I didn't hate it. It's not I'm not going to go to bat for this movie and say that it's a fucking good movie. You know, I'm not going to Batman versus Superman this thing. Uh, and just blindly say that it's good because of what it is. But I don't know. I think this movie has this like weird quality to it that I like. Maybe it's because I like, you know, uh, the fifth element and movies like that. And I can see qualities of that movie and those types of movie in this movie. I don't know. I can see this being a movie that like, you know, five years from now, people are going to be like, dude, this movie, even though it's not very good is really awesome. So I don't know. I mean, again, for me, it's, it's just, it, it, what this all really boils down to is how long can a movie stand on its visual legs without offering the audience anything when it comes to like content, like actual content. Yeah. Like, Oh, they introduced these cool little aliens and then they introduced these cool other aliens. And then, then they introduced Rihanna as an alien. And then they introduce an alien voiced by John Goodman. And then they introduce a market that's in an alternate universe. Like you can't like at some point you cannot just keep introducing stuff and it go nowhere. Yeah. And it, it effectively goes nowhere. Like the plot of this film, like so much of this stuff that takes place is so like it's so unnecessary to the actual film yeah like this film feels almost 45 minutes too long there's like a whole like side plot with 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 rihanna and ethan hawk like yeah like what like it's just the visuals in this film are good i won't i will not give this film shit for its visuals luke basson is a very visually oriented director Mm-hmm. However, his content is never where it needs to be to be able to, I don't know, sustain itself. And it's just, it's this is a one-time watch for me, and it's going to be a one-time watch for a lot of people. Some people may not even see it because of the just, it's just, oh, it's just a visually astounding film. <sighs> That for me, that doesn't get you very far because you gotta have you gotta have content. And Cara Cara Delevingne, you know what? She's a pretty face for sure, and I I'm not gonna deride her her looks, but she's not a very good actress. She's I not. mean she wasn't great in Suicide Squad, and that was a year ago. And I wanted to say, well, hey, maybe that was because of the source material, and now we're on year two of that, and it's still the same. It's the same stilted delivery. And in in an uninterested way of giving her lines. She's not a trained actress. She's just she's not a good actress. And that's again, that's no fault of her own. She's a pretty face 
And, you know, as of right now, that's kind of all she brings to the table because she hasn't shown that she can be in a film where she really shines as an actress. Yeah, I don't know. I liked her a lot better than I liked Dane DeHaan in this movie. Yeah, but I mean, that's not hard. Dane DeHaan is awful. Yeah, he's not very good. He is he is as bad as it gets as as a leading man as like a as like a roguish leading man like he's for all intents and purposes he's supposed to be like Han Solo yeah and and like he comes off as like a cheap knockoff yeah um I don't know I mean I don't know I don't think Dane Don is a bad actor I mean I don't know but this year he's over two as a leading man um that movie a cure for wellness that came out earlier this year uh. I mean, his acting was actually much, much better in that movie. That movie was just terrible in general. Um, but I don't know. His like acting choices in this movie are not they're not good. Or lack thereof. Yeah, it's just like he has like, no like, character. Like, like, like there's real, no like real... Okay, so realistically, this film is longer than Dunkirk. A film I have no interest in seeing. I rather would have seen Dunkirk than Valerian. Yeah, yeah. I would rather watch Fifth Element than Valerian, and I really didn't like the Fifth Element. But at least the Fifth Element has a charismatic leading man in Bruce Willis, and him yeah. and him and him and Mila Jovovich actually have chemistry. And she doesn't speak English for half the film. Chicken, good. <laughs> but like, she doesn't speak English. Yeah, she doesn't say a, like a like cohesive, coherent sentence for like 90% of the movie. Which is surprising how poorly this film works because you yeah. have a film where you have people actually speaking English dialogue to one another and it just falls flat. I don't know, man. I, it's just, it's, I think it's the choice of the actors that are in this movie. And then it's also, it's also a script that has no direction. Yeah. The script has no direction. The script is, is unfocused. It's all over the place. There's like plot lines that go nowhere there's plot lines that I, I guess they're they're played for laughs. I mean, the whole sequence with the aliens that are trying to eat Loreline. Like, oh, yeah. It's played like for laughs, whole... but completely unnecessary. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole like comedic section of the movie that's like... A whole comedic 10 minutes. It could have been funny with somebody else in in her slot, but I don't know. I mean, not in her slot, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. That came out weird. Uh, but yeah, it, somebody else, somebody else playing her role, you know, could have made that whole sequence work because I don't know, even for all the bad acting and everything, I like that sequence. I actually found myself liking most of this movie. I was bored at times with like how bad the acting was. I don't know. I mean, you can't have a good movie with bad acting. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't know, man. Luke Basson for me is a very visually minded director, but everything mm. else is it leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. I mean, this film really, this film really showcases his weaknesses as a director, which is having to work inside of someone else's box. I suppose I can see that for sure. And I can see why something like The Fifth Element um, would be sort of like more his speed because it's based off of this. And it's sort of like, I can, yeah, I can see why The Fifth Element would be more his bag because, I don't know, it's based off of this material, which is material that he has obviously been a big he's, fan of for a really long time. He's French. He's French. It's French comic books. No doubt he grew up with it. 
Yeah. And so I'm sure he has a lot of, you know, respect for the comic books and wants to, you know, do right by the source material. But he also has his own vision of things like that. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. The casting feels to me like it's not Luke Passan that's casting these two. It feels like it's the studios that are casting these people to be in this movie. Well, regardless, he was directing them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. You can't fucking polish a turd. Also, where has Clive Owen been for like the last 10 years? Dude, he made the greatest movie possibly of all time and then stopped acting. Are we talking about King Arthur? No, I'm talking about Shoot 'em Up. Where he kills a guy with a carrot? Yeah, dude. It's John Wick before John Wick. Remember when he was in Sin City? Remember when he was in Children of Men? Yeah, he and was in a just... shit ton of like really good movies. And then he just disappeared. Yeah, I don't know. I mean He was on he was on the Nick that like stars show. Oh yeah. I totally watched like three episodes of that and then got bored and I never watched it ever again. But like he dis he like straight up disappeared. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was in a bunch of movies for a while and probably just made a shit ton of money and was like, OK, I don't have to work so hard anymore because I have a ton of money now. Well, and so now he be, can just be, be honest, in like whatever not, the fuck he wants to be in. He's not given much to do in this film anyways. No, he's a total bit cameo player. Like, you know, so I, I mean, I love Clive Owen. I like his movies i like i think he's a great actor um but yeah he, he's not given much to do in this film yeah I, I mean the two characters who are given the most to do in this film don't do much with what they're given is the problem and so i feel like that's the biggest downfall for this movie is even though and your comment about the dialogue sounding like it was written by george lucas was pretty funny to me um, the dialogue is pretty bad, but I mean, I mean, it's it's like Star Wars prequel bad. They're like any of their like interactions that are supposed to be mildly romantic are just stilted and God, just stilted, I, just so stilted. But get two people in there who know what they're doing and have good chemistry with each other, and I think all of that stuff. Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne, like they they should have cast people that looked a little less similar because that scene where they're like rolling around with each other at the beginning of the film that was a little creepy. Like, yeah, they look like they look like brother sister. And it's like almost. Yeah, like not not great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, this is also considered an independent film. Is it? It's the most expensive independent film ever made at a whopping price tag of two hundred nine million dollars. It was crowdsourced God. and personally funded. And as of well, so far, the film has made 17 million dollars. So Oof. It's going to be, it's, yeah, so rough times ahead for Luke Basson, let's put it that way. Yeah, Uh, it sucks when your passion project, like, just tanks. Yeah, but that's why they're called passion projects. Yeah, well, that's why you don't make $209 million passion projects, because inevitably, if and when it tanks, then you're fucked. Yeah, Jodorowsky's Dune is a great example. That movie would have been fucking insane. They made a whole documentary about Jodorowsky's Dune and how it would have been the craziest movie you've ever seen, and it ended up influencing a ton of other stuff. And Loreline and Valerian, the comic series, I can guarantee you it influenced all kinds of sci-fi that we've seen. Oh, I'm sure. sure. I'm sure it influenced Star Wars and Star Trek, and all, and maybe not Star Trek because that would have been a little late past Star Trek, but probably Star Wars and other stuff. Like, it, yeah. has, it has to have. But, 100%, man. 100%, dude. But, man, the, ooh, adapting that source material, mm, 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 not, just not, a, not great. So for me, uh, what would you give this film? 
out of five. I give it like a two. I'm going to be a little bit more generous and give it a three just because for some reason, this movie has some quality to it that I personally clicked with. Um, that made if you like visually stunning films and you can get past the mediocre to bad acting, then this will be fine. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't want to overgeneralize, but I think if you're a big fan of The Fifth Element, then you're going to find something in this movie that reminds you of that to a certain extent and will draw you back. Like I I really want to watch this movie again. I mean, I'm not going to see it in the theater again cuz I don't want to. And I went inside in 3D and I hate seeing movies in 3D, but I actually loved it in 3D. It was great. Um more Avatar comparisons, I would say. I mean, Dude, I fucking hate Avatar. I am the literally the last person in the world who's ever going to be like, Avatar's good. But if Avatar didn't exist, then this movie wouldn't exist. And so, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. This film is... Oh, man. I kind of feel bad for Luke Besson, really. Like you said. I mean... This is his passion project. Yeah. Like... No, and you can tell that it's his passion project, too. I mean, yeah, he self-funded it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, so. it happens. It happens. And, and uh, you know, I think, I think the other issue is here, and this is, again more of a systemic problem in Hollywood. Nobody wants to go see movies that are about perceived, like strange things that they've never seen before. Like, you know, there's always that, there's always that thing in Hollywood where like new ideas are essentially like thrown in the trash and nobody cares Like no one's going to take a risk on new ideas. And I feel like that's kind of where this comes from. Like, even though this is based on a source material, like it's kind of like Tintin, like Tintin was based off source material too, but for the American audience, like most Americans had no idea that Tintin was a comic book. It's kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Except Tintin was a really good movie. Like I really enjoyed Tintin. It was essentially like CGI Indiana Jones, and it was awesome. Like if you haven't seen Tintin, I have not. You should go. It's awesome. I mean, it's it's one of those films that like nobody saw it. Like it was. It's just completely underrated, ignored. But it's. It's a good film. This film has very similar aspects to Tintin. It's a, a film that's visually compelling, but Tintin actually has some good performances. Right. Oh, and I mean, that's... Including the guy we're going to be talking about here in a second, Andy Circus. Yep. So, I mean, to sort of wrap up talking about Valerian, um, I, Valerian's biggest downfall is its two main characters. And unfortunately, when your movie is named after one of your two main characters and you're two main actors just don't have very good chemistry with each other and aren't making good acting choices or really, as you said, not making any choices at all. Um, it makes it hard to like this movie. It makes it hard to keep watching. It makes it hard for this movie to keep your attention. And it's always desperately trying to grab your attention with all this amazing visual stuff that's happening throughout the entire movie. And it's nonstop really like there's no real like slow sections of the movie where you're just like all right this is boring because nothing's going on it gets boring because there's all of this stuff going on and your main characters are sort of being like nonchalant and like who cares about everything but even each other and so that's the part that irks me about this movie and i god i really wish that i liked this movie a lot more than i like it um, I don't know. And you know what? Luke Besson spent all this money and he did all this world building. The film is a flop. As of right now, it's a flop. We're not probably ever going to see a sequel to this. I can probably guarantee no. you that. Yeah. It's so, not you know, essentially everything that was done is for not. Yeah. 
I mean, we might see a, like an unrelated, like, uh, I mean, I think it would be a cool thing to have like an animated series or like, you know, something like this, that. This, this would have worked so much better as an anime. Do it in a way that you can exploit the medium. Mm-hmm. You can exploit the medium so easy. Yeah, dude, make this movie animated, throw it up on Netflix as like a, you know, 12 episode series or whatever. And I, I'm sure it would do amazing because conceptually and thematically, it's got so much potential. It's freaking I mean, it's awesome. You know, it's really cool sci fi that feels like it's classic sci fi because it technically is. But it also feels like it's like ahead of its time sci-fi I, I mean i don't know it's it's almost timeless you know the concepts of this movie and the way that they can travel through you know time and space and the whole i don't know i mean yeah i wish this movie was good and you could make it good you could make a good series out of it you can make a lot of really cool things from the source material unfortunately that's not that's not what we got yeah the acting is what screwed up this movie unfortunately and it sucks as I want to like it. Oh, yeah, you were excited for it, that's for sure. I was. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Let's wrap this uh, podcast up with talking about something actually positive. All right, so let's talk a little bit about War for the Planet of the Apes before we get out of here. Oh. The film came out July 14th, 2017. It is the final film in the rebooted Planet of the Apes trilogy. It's directed by Matt Reeves. He returned to direct the third film after directing the second film, Dawn for the Dawn for the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Dawn Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, it stars Andy Serkis once again doing a a fantastic mocap performance as Caesar, Woody Harrelson as the Colonel, and then you have returning players Karen Conaval playing Maurice. And another kind of new addition to the cast, Steve Zahn, wherever he's been, he's here, he's back. He's back as Bad Ape. IMDb synopsis for the film is, After the apes suffer unimaginable losses, Caesar wrestles with his darker instincts and begins his own mythic quest to avenge his kind. Tell them I fought to protect this world. We created this. But now, we will bring an end to their kind. This is war. 
You are impressive. You're smart as hell. You're stronger than we are. But you're taking this all much too personally. So emotional! I did not start this war. curious you had you convinced me to go watch these films because i hadn't seen any of them and uh looking back on it kind of a bummer that i hadn't what did you think of the final film in the planet of the apes reboot trilogy oh i loved it yeah it was great i thought it was a very um fitting end and sort of like segue uh between this trilogy and then sort of the uh original planet of the apes um again i don't i think that this is its own thing. Dude, there's no, of course it's not it's, its own thing. It's it's its own thing. They're going to do more movies and it'll be its own thing. I guarantee it. Uh, Matt Reeves Matt Reeves has never said that this is legit connected to the originals, which I honestly think is the right call anyways. I mean, like I don't give okay. a shit. No one gives a shit Whatever. about the originals that are watching it now. Like the kids today that are watching it. Yeah, like, I you mean, and I, you and I, but like the kids that are watching these movies don't care. And they're not going to go back and watch Charlton Heston talking to apes and like people in ape, like amazing makeup for then amazing yeah. ape makeup. Like they're going to go and be like, this is boring. I want to watch something else. Well, honestly, like Planet of the Apes is awesome. Like the original Planet of the Apes movie is great. It's still astounding at how good that makeup is. And, but you're right. I, I don't even think I honestly care if this is connected to that universe. If they're going to, you know, reboot the entire universe and we're going to have the original Planet of the Apes story happen again, um, as long as it's not that Tim Burton god-awful abortion of a freaking interspecies erotica showcase that that movie was, then we're good. Uh, I love that film. What are you talking about? I just threw up in my <laughs> mouth a little bit. <laughs> go go listen to the 100th Culture Cast. That's the movie 